On today's episode, I'm going to be digging really deep into the boutique world and how things are working and what, how to get started, like all the things. I would say I'm speaking to my ladies, but let's be real. There's a few guys in the boutique world and the boutique game that's killing it. So overall, tune in. You're going to love this episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Blended in Business podcast. My name is Tessa Clemencia. I am a wife, a mom of three, a stepmom of one, and a dog mom of Penelope the Poodle. And yes, that is her real name. Join me along with this adventure of blending a family, blending businesses, and just trying to do it all without killing each other. Stay tuned. Hey guys, so it's just Tessa today, but I figured I would come on solo because we're going to be exclusively talking about the boutique world, the retail world, the, you know, the how I got started, and I'm going to give you a few tips and tricks on how to start your own as well. And I will say, although I have started a boutique, that doesn't mean you can't use those same business tools in your own business or just across the board because to start a business I will say foundation wise is kind of the same for the I guess give or take you know there's a few things that are just like okay well that doesn't apply to me but ultimately you have to register your business and things of that nature so we're going to get into that um so originally starting off uh, of course, if you guys have followed us for quite some time, you know that my husband and I have a cleaning company and I've helped him with that. I've helped and originally Love Ava started in 2016, but I decided to dial back a little bit because our cleaning company needed a little bit of help. I need basically need a little bit of hiring help, a little I don't want to say a woman's touch, but that's just the words that come to mind. So no need to offend anyone, but that's just the words that come to my head at the moment. So, and it worked for us. And so basically after CCC got back on its feet and everything was great, it came to the point that, okay, all right, Love Ava needs to take off, like all the way off. And I knew that I had more purpose. And I would always say to Lou, And it may not have been in the nicest form, you know, as we were growing in our lives and our marriage that, you know, CCC was not my thing. You know, although that's our company and we have built that, that is not ultimately what I felt like I was put on this planet to do. I felt like I was meant to help that situation, but not meant to completely like be in that and that alone. So I actually took the time to read the book. I think I mentioned this before. The Purpose Room by Heather Lindsay. Love that book. And I actually gave it to a friend after I read it. And I hope she's listening to this podcast. And I'm hoping that she is completely have read it and completely following through on all the things that I know she wants to do and it's going to do in an amazing way. So, for that matter, I read that, and after I read that, I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, let me just, like, get quiet and figure out exactly 
what I want to do. What does my life look like? And I say this over and over. And I know if you guys listen to every single podcast, you're like, Tessa, you said that over and over again. And I'm going to keep saying it and you're going to get sick of it. But I need you to visualize what your life looks like. If that means having a vision board, then that means having a vision board. I have one. It's in my closet. Have that vision board. If that means writing down your goals every day, write them down every day, which I do as well. I've always had a vision board, but I will say, side note, shout out to Rachel Hollis because that is the reason why I write them down every day because she, you know, preached about that and about how, oh, you know, this this practice that she uses and I took that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to always look at someone who's doing better than me and see what they're doing and see how I can implement it in my life. If it doesn't work out like in what I'm trying to do, I'm not going to ultimately like follow every single thing that I see, read, or hear. But if it makes sense for my life, for my lifestyle, for what I want to do, for the brand, all those things that lines up, I'm going to do it. So like, what would it hurt for me to write that down? I've heard that actually outside of Rachel Hollis. I've heard that. But the way she put it, it just kind of like stuck with me. (laughs) But um, so I did that as well. So what my life looked like and what I ultimately love to do is what I kind of did. And I wrote down things of, you know, I want the flexibility because I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a, I'm a business owner. So I need to be able to say, you know what? My daughter has a field trip coming up. I want to go to that. And I don't want to ask permission or ask to be off for that and have to compromise my family or for my kids for a job. That's me personally. And if you're an entrepreneur or aspire entrepreneur, you completely can see what I mean in that. Um, so... I knew that I love to travel like I love to travel. And so what I see what my life looks like, I'm like, I want to travel no matter what I do. I want the flexibility. I want to travel. If that means traveling for leisure, that's amazing. Like that's, of course, everyone wants that. I know I want that. Uh, And we do that, but it's still not exactly work to the scale that I would like it at this point. But again, we're getting there. And I know that Love Ava has lined me up to travel because I have to travel to meet with my vendors. So it lines up with all the things. And so I know that I love helping people. Like that is a true passion of mine. I love to help people. I love to especially help women. I feel like women, we just, I wouldn't say we don't get as much resources, but I feel like that if we band together, we can be one powerful, like, ball of energy like no other. And I want to be a part of that. <laughs> and so that's why when I decided, okay, I'm like, I'm, you know what? I think I'm pretty good at help, like, not helping people, but styling people, putting things together, making it look good. I've worked retail in my past, not on the level that I am right now. But in the past, I worked retail, but entrepreneurship has trumped my retail world. So for that matter, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. I'm going to start a boutique. Like this is what I'm going to do. And that's kind of literally how Love Ava was birthed. And outside of that, I knew that I wanted to start something and name something after my daughters. Because granted, we are a blended family, but this came about before 
like the idea, it came about before Grayson was born. And I just knew what it, the fact that I wanted to line something up with helping women, that I knew that I wanted my daughters, my girls, to be in line with that because I want them to be able to say, you know, my mom did this. I'm going to line up right behind her and do this. Even if that means not taking over love, Ava, whatever, basically seeing what I'm doing in life and say, you know what, that's a brand. I want to be a part of that. I want to make a difference. Those things because love Ava is so much more than clothes and jewelry. Like it's just so much more than that. It's not about, oh, let me sell you this dress because it's cute. It's literally about the relationships in store, online, for me personally, for for our store, in store, I love the relationships that I have with the people that I meet locally. I absolutely adore our online market as well. And that's the reason why we go live because we're able to connect with our people who shop with us online. Like that connection means more than that purchase. And we'll probably do a podcast about people over profit pretty soon because that's important to us. And so basically I knew I wanted to do something and put their names in it. And it just made sense. I never named them. So if you don't know, my oldest daughter, who's 12, her name is Brooklyn Love. And her middle name is actually, she's named after my grandmother who helped raise me. And her name was Emma Love. And I remember when I was little, because I'm the youngest of seven granddaughters and I'm the youngest of three daughters. And she would say, oh, I hate my middle name. Like, I don't love it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, of course, I didn't say this because she's my grandma. (laughs) But I'm thinking, dude, your middle name is love. Like, that's like the best middle name ever. My middle name sucked. (laughs) So I felt like her middle name was amazing. And she was just like, no, I don't like it. So I said to her as a little girl, like little, little girl, like probably it's probably preschool age, I'm sure. I said, you know, when I have a daughter, not if, I said, when I have a daughter, I'm going to name her middle name will be love. Like, that's what I said. I said, I'm going to name her middle name and it will be love. Like, that made no sense. But she knew what I meant. And literally the first child I was pregnant with was a girl. And there was no question about it. No matter what her first name was going to be, her middle name was going to be love. And I feel like she literally lives out to that middle name. Because she is so compassionate. She cares so much about people to the point that I think it feels like that she really carries the burdens of other people's burdens, which is like a good and bad thing. But outside of that, she is truly like an amazing child. And then my second daughter, again, I named her because I initially wanted to name her Ava, but there were so many Avas out there. I decided, I'm like, you know what, let me put Ava as the middle name and I'll do Hayden Ava because I was obsessed with Hayden Panettiere. I don't even know how to like pronounce her last name, so don't judge me. But I was like, oh, she's a cute girl and she's never been in trouble and I like her name. I'm going to name my daughter after her because I was running out of names for girls, apparently. And so, um, I mean, I probably shouldn't share this, but in the past, a few of my passwords used to be like Ava Love. Like like that. And so, or Ava Love 2, things like that. And so for my scammers out there, those passwords no longer exist. But <laughs> I was like, you know what? As I'm deciding 
how to like brand and name my boutique, Love Ava flowed a little bit better. So that's kind of how Love Ava, the name itself, came about. And that was after trying tons of things. You can go back to, I think, episode, I want to say it was episode two or three uh, that we chatted about like being um, a serial entrepreneur. And you'll hear about all of my adventures of trying all the things until I found my thing. So anywho, I started Love Ava initially in 2016 on barely any money. I was a preschool teacher and my husband was working, you know, we were, we still had our cleaning company, but I decided, I'm like, you know what? Okay. Cleaning company's doing good. I'm going to get a job as a preschool teacher. I think I was actually after I had Grayson. So I've been through pregnancy, all those things. And I had Gray and he was able to come with me. And so I felt like that was my only option was to be a teacher or preschool teacher because I wanted to be able to see him and have him with me. And knowing now there's other options and that's kind of what drives me to want to do the things that I want to do as far as a brand and a company for Love Ava is because I want to give women that opportunity to do and be so much more and not to down preschool teachers, but we if you're a preschool teacher, you know we are so underpaid, it is ridiculous. And I want to be able to offer so much more for those women who feel like, oh, well, let me just work in this school system or this preschool system because I need to see my kids or be on their schedule and basically be a working mom at the same time. So it's not easy. And that kind of what drives me for Love Ava. Excuse me. So anyway, 2016 started barely on nothing. The I did register my business. So I'm in North Carolina and the way you do things, you have to, these are all like, you can legit Google all these things, but I will post all the details in the show notes. If you're not in North Carolina, you probably will have to Google because I don't want to be the person that tells you one thing and you're like, Tessa, you said X, Y, Z. And I went on and ABC happened. So (laughs) for North Carolina, I know you have to basically register with um, the state as an LLC, preferably. Don't register as your own name, your own self, because that is the worst thing you could do for tax purposes. (laughs) Excuse me. If you don't know, if you're not in North Carolina, pollen is crazy. So if I'm coughing a little bit through this, I'm not going to edit because we're just not doing that. (laughs) So anyway... You register through North Carolina Secretary of State, and it's like a hundred ish dollars for that. And to be able to resell things, basically, you're buying wholesale, selling retail. You have to get a wholesaler's license, a retail license. And I encourage you to Google that because you will get the, the answer. Like, top three is most likely your answer for that. And So for me, I did that the first go around. Like I had the paperwork was down pat because we have CCC already, the cleaning company. So I know how to register my business. I did the, the, you know, the, the research and whatever. And I even reached out to someone I've never met before. And she kind of gave me like a little bit of ins and outs, not too much detail of how to do, to start this boutique basically. And it just did not go well. I didn't I just ordered online only. 
I didn't touch, feel, see nothing until it got to my doorstep because I was online. I didn't have a storefront at this point, just online. And it was horrible, like to the point. I think, again, if you've heard a couple of our other episodes, I mentioned in another podcast that they sent me like Morona, which is the, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's the Target brand. (laughs) And then they sent me like Mud brand and try to tape it out like rugged warehouse. I got some horrible stuff, y'all. And I was so discouraged. I was just like, oh my gosh, this has this has to be better. Like, there has to be a better way. And so, of course, if you guys know, you follow us. I put Love Ava on the back burner for a little bit, but I relaunched in 2018. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm not turning back. I'm only going forward. If that means baby steps, that means baby steps. So I'm going hard. Like, I'm the type that it's like when I put my mind to something, Either I'm just like, go big or go home or go hard or go home. Like, that's my mindset. It's just like, one, it's one extreme or the other. There's no middle. So I chatted with my husband. I'm like, okay, our cleaning company is good. Everything is good. I'm not problem solving for that anymore. This is what I'm focusing on and I'm going hard and I need you to support me in this. And we were all on the same page. So we took part of our savings. It was like, I want to say maybe five to six, seven thousand dollars roughly just to get things started because I was very adamant about starting small because and I preach that to y'all because I believe it. Like start small because when you make those mistakes because you will because you're a person, you're human and this is real life, you're gonna make mistakes unless you legit have a billionaire or million multimillionaire, not even a millionaire, but a multimillionaire holding your hand walking next to you saying, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And and if they're a multimillionaire or billionaire, I promise you they don't have time to hold your hand through every walk of life to make those decisions. So I was very adamant on starting small, meaning I'm going to start my storefront. My I'm going to relaunch my online store. My heart has always been in Summerfield. I want to have this little cute little boutique on the corner of Pleasant Ridge and Summerfield Road. Like that was my thing. So, and that's what I, and it's funny because I claimed it as mine when I saw it the first time and I emailed the lady months, like close to a year later. It wasn't quite a year, but it was close. And I said, by chance, (laughs) is that space still available? And she was like, actually it is. And there's people who come in the store now to this day who say, excuse me, they'll say, you know what? Um, I actually wanted to get this space and it wasn't available. Like they were denied basically. And this space literally waited for me. And I'm so grateful, so thankful for it. And I'm just over the moon about it. Like it's so cute. It's, It's small. And that's what I want. It's small with a nice big window to display all the things. And so I hit her up, we signed the lease, and we basically get the ball rolling with renovations. So on that budget, we renovate the store, we get inventory in. Here's what you need to do. If you are starting any type of resale business, if that is hair, if that is jewelry, if that is toys, if that is clothing, if that's shoes, if that's gifts, home, whatever. If it's a product, you have to go to a market. You have to go 
touch, feel, see all the things. I cannot preach this, yell this, scream this enough. And I say that because I lived it. You cannot trust, oh, you know what? I'm going to order online. Like, this is a pretty good, I got my retail license. So now I could just order stuff wholesale, get it retail. Absolutely not. That is not how it works whatsoever. You can't say, even if you don't have a retail license, don't say, you know what? I'm going to just start a business. I'm going to go AliExpress, which is like the Chinese website, order a bunch of stuff in bulk and resell it. Like that is not a legit business. And you want people to attach your brand to you. You want them to attach basically whatever you're selling to you. So to the point that they trust you. My customers know when I sell them something, when I'm telling them something, they legit trust me because I said X, Y, Z. And I want them to have that relationship with me and to the point that I know them so well that I can say, you know what, in this large would normally work, but you could actually do a medium in this because I know you so well. Or I can say, you know what, I'm actually not gonna resell those because I really didn't like them that well. And I will notice that things in my store to this day, if I don't love them, they do not sell because I don't love them. So I've known going forward, everything that comes in my store, I absolutely have to love. Like not like be indecisive and say, oh, it's okay. It's either a hell yes or hell no. There's no in between. And that's what you need to think about going into your business as well. So when I went to my first market, so there's markets. So for example, they have gift markets, they have furniture markets, they have clothing, shoes, accessory markets all over the country. So no matter where you're listening, you have California, you have Texas, you have Georgia, you have New York and Nevada. You have, yeah, there's one in Vegas too. So there's Vegas, Atlanta, I think there's one in Chicago, actually, too. Chicago, there's one in New York, there's one in Los Angeles. And so just do your Google, your research, and you will find all the dates. And I specifically go to Atlanta because I live in North Carolina, and it just makes sense. So financially, it doesn't make sense for me to fly out to Los Angeles to meet with my vendors when every two months, literally, they come to Atlanta. So I'm just going to wait <laughs> until they come to Atlanta every two months and go see them on a five-hour drive versus a five-hour flight. Or if I want to fly to Atlanta, it's like, what, 45 minutes. So that's what makes sense for me personally. Definitely no, you have to Google what makes sense for you and the location that you're at and your budget. But I seriously encourage you to go to market. It is so much fun, y'all. I can't speak for other markets because I do only go to the Atlanta market, but it's so much fun to be able to to bond with your vendors. They have, you know, their people there that are selling you things. They will model it for you. And if you truly build a relationship with them, they remember you. And for me, that means a lot because for Love Ava, I instilled that in my staff and in myself that when people come in my store, 
they me and my staff we remember like hi how are you like oh how did that thing go last week that you were talking about or you know how's your daughter doing in you know whatever it may be because that's important for me and I want to spill that out onto the people who support me as well and so when I am in Atlanta full of like legit you guys if you've never been there it is like the circumference of a coliseum or bigger because I was just at a Coliseum here in North Carolina yesterday. And I was like, oh, I always say that it's the circumference of a Coliseum. But I feel like it's a little bit bigger. Um, and it's like 13 stories high. And there's vendors all over the place, y'all. And these people remember me. And the people who remember me, that's who get my business. Because they remember me. That's so important. And so I took that money. And when I revamped Love Ava and I went through market and at that time, I'll be honest, when you're starting a boutique, no matter what product you're selling, unless it's very specific. So for me, clothes and accessories, that sounds specific, but it's really not. I have no clue what my customer looks like because I'm revamping. I'm a storefront and I'm online. And the first time I launched, it like tanked. It, was, it sucked. <laughs> so going forward, I'm like, I have no clue. I don't know what she looks like what they like, what they love, whatever. So the first time I will say I played it a little safe and I got a little bit of everything just to kind of see what's what. Uh, But I really have a true definition of what my customer looks like now. So if you're taking notes, take note of that. If you are going to have a product of some sort, take note of what your customer looks like. That means down to the bone, like their age, their gender, their, you know, everything, like name them. That helps too, because I know the majority of my customers, they're moms and I know what they like and what they don't like. There's a small percentage that are not moms, but I cater to them also, but I know how to split my business when it's time to order inventory like who the majority of the budget will go to because I know who the majority of the budget is going to shop with me ultimately. And so that's what's helped me quite a bit. But of course, you know, having a storefront here, it has been, you know, you have overhead and things like that. And, and, but to be honest, my overhead starting out was so minimum. And I love that because I did make mistakes along the way because I suck at numbers I suck at budgeting, but I try my best and I was able to make those mistakes on a smaller scale so that when this business is a multi-million dollar business and company that I will be equipped enough to handle it and made those mistakes on that smaller scale versus trying to be this big CEO, big shot person and just to flaunt on Instagram or Facebook and then actually like not doing that great. So, but that has helped so much. But so you guys, you got, I think we got all down. If you're, this is specifically for boutiques and but actually this part is for all businesses. You have to register your business and I encourage you all to register as LLC and If you're going to do something that has a product that you're going to be buying at wholesale, selling at retail, I encourage you to get your resale permit. And that's easy. You just Google it and you're able to like pay for it online and all those things are done. And check with your specific county, your city, town and see if there's anything else you have to do because taxes is 
a B-I-T-C-H. So make sure you are good with that. And let me add, this is business across the board. Get an amazing CPA. If you're going to be doing something that's boutique or resale, wholesale, go to a market, touch, feel, see what that product is like, see what the people who are there, what they say about it before you actually bring it to your space for your store because your people ultimately trust you. Think about it. The Kardashians come out with random crap all the time that everyone else kind of has too. But because of who they are and their brand, people automatically say, oh, I'm going to just support them because I trust them. And that's kind of what it comes from. So build that trust with your and build your community and in order to build that trust, you have to make sure what you're bringing in is legit and be honest with your customer. If that means, for example, when me and Lou go live and I say, you know what, we got this dress in. This is a real story, actually. <laughs> we got this dress in. It was so cute. Like, I swear, 99.9% of the things that come through Love Ava Boutique, I can wear because that just makes sense, right? Like it's my company, it's my store. I love it. I need to be able to wear it, right? We got this linen dress, beautiful dress. Like I fell in love with the dress, but it got here and I tried to put it over me and it buttons in the front and the way my booty is set up, it was like, nope, not today. (laughs) I typically wear a small and everything in my store. I went up to the medium. The medium was like, nope. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to even try the large because these buttons are about to pop. So it's not meant for my figure and that's okay. So that means when I'm on live on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm selling to my customer, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? This dress is really cute. Like, cause I believe that is hella cute. But if you have hips or if you're curvy, if you have a booty, and I was just very honest because that's how I roll, this dress is not for you. If you're on the leaner side, because there's I have plenty of customers who are lean as well, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like every like what women are made in different shapes, sizes, like just like men are. So that's no big deal. But I need my people to know that this dress specifically is for my leaner lady. Because in store, they can try it on and say, Oh, this is cute, or say, uh, oh, this ain't for me. But online They may see the stock photo or a model photo that's not me and say, you know what? I like that. That's cute. And I don't want them to order it and get it and think one thing and then they lose their trust with me. Their trust and love for me is more important than the product itself at the end of the day. And so that's why going forward, we're going to do the podcast on people over profit because people will email me. It's very rare. But if there's ever an issue, again, very rare, but if there was ever an issue, I make sure I handle it ASAP. It's not always that fun or easy, but my goal is always to keep that customer at the end of the day because stuff happens. And I know for me personally, in business, if I'm not handled pro- like appropriately and you know it's kind of dismissed or ignored, I never do business with them again. I don't... This, I mean, Lou gets on me all the time. He's like, oh, you should give them another chance. Like if you ignore me as a, like a supporting customer, I'm just kind of done. So I want to leave you guys with those tips. And you guys, if this podcast brought any value to you, 
or if it helped you, or if you know someone that it can help, take a screenshot of you listening to it and tag me. I'm at Tessa, T-E-S-S-A, M as in Mary, Clemencia, that's C-L-E-M-E-N-C-I-A, on Instagram and Facebook, actually, as well. And definitely share this with someone because I know when I got started that it helped so much to have all these resources. So I hope that it helped you as well. So I hope you guys have an amazing week and you go out there and kill it. And if you need help with anything, like literally anything business-wise, marriage-wise, kids-wise, like anything, you guys slide in the DMs because no one has turned away. If anyone ever asks me a question, I always answer it. If I don't know the answer, I will either find the answer or I will say, you know what? I don't know. (laughs) So definitely slide on in. And if you guys have any like opinions about what we should talk about next, I do know we're going to like hone in on the whole people over profit. But outside of that, if you guys have any opinions on things that we should talk about more, if it's more business, more relationships, more family, let us know because we talk about all the things. But you guys have an awesome week. And we'll see you next week. Bye.